The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know, one way to show someone you love them is to let them be themselves. Oh, wait. That's huge. Why isn't everyone doing this? I tell you why in my other podcast, Love and Abuse, over at loveandabuse.com. Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Welcome to the show. My name is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you learn to deal with difficult people and tackle life's challenges without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. What an interesting message I received recently. This person wrote, um, she is focused about her weight loss. I am not. My girlfriend and I met years ago. She was not skinny. She wasn't overweight. But now she's focusing a lot on her weight loss, looking less attractive to me and starting to acquire the aggressiveness of, uh, I won't read what he wrote, but she's becoming aggressive like somebody who wants to lose weight all the time. I guess that's what he means. And he asks, how do I tell her to stop obsessing about this crap? Thank you for sharing that. And uh, it sounds like you're irritated. It sounds like you are not liking the way you see her. And so here's my uh, advice. You tell her, if this is what you want, I support you 100%. Oh, that feels so, I know what you're thinking. I don't want to tell her that. I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to obsess like this. Why do you think she's obsessing? Why do you think that she's suddenly on this kick? Now, there's a million reasons probably, or it could be one reason, but I want you to maybe put yourself in her shoes and ask yourself, why would I do this? If I were her, why would I do this? Why would I obsess about losing weight? Again, there could be a number of reasons. Maybe she heard a comment. Maybe she read a post online. Maybe she heard you say something. Maybe she saw the kind of people that you like on TV or movies and she decided, oh, well, if I want to feel more attractive, that's what I need to do. Here's the thing. When it comes to a healthy relationship, This is my advice. Support your partner's happiness. I've said that over and over again in this show and my other podcast, Love and Abuse. And my definition of love is to support someone's happiness, support someone's path to happiness, support someone's decisions they make for themselves. Unless it's super dangerous, but so far I'm not seeing anything dangerous. Yes, there could be extremes to this, but for the most part, Wanting to lose weight, being on a kick or whatever is something that uh, a lot of people do and a lot of people don't do. (laughs) Like myself, I'm not on that kick, but I like to maintain my weight. But some people like to go full forward and and put their effort into it. And that's that's what it sounds like she's doing. And I have to ask, why would she do that? I don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying 
that uh, you should ask, why are you doing this? This is a problem. I'm asking you, why would she do that? And my next question is, have you made her feel loved and supported all this time, even before her kick here or whatever it is? Maybe it's her life. Maybe she's changing her life and this is what she wants to do from this point on. Have you supported her during and before this? I'm not going to imagine that you did this during, but let's just say that before, before all this, did you support her? Did you compliment her? Did you tell her you continue to find her attractive or beautiful? Have you shown her love and support in what she does? Or is the reason she has suddenly changed or is doing something different is because she's trying to get your attention because she hasn't gotten it before or she's not getting what she feels is a loving connection from you? Is she getting that from you? Has she gotten that from you? And before you just say, of course, of course, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. Just think about it. Just think about how you've gotten along and how she feels. Now, this does remind me of something that happened in one of my first relationships. She came to me one day and she said, do you still love me? And I thought, what an, a weird question. Of course I do. And that's what I said. Of course I do. I didn't feel anything else but love for that person. However, back then, I was a big people pleaser, I was a conflict avoider, and uh, she never really saw the truly authentic me. She never really saw all my sides. If I was angry, I would never show it. And if I was upset with her, I would never tell her. So I was showing up at this, as this very one-sided person. And so, and I'm putting words on her mouth here, but this is my analysis 30 years later. I'm thinking about who I was back then. And I realized she had to interpret who I was. She had to interpret what was going on inside my head because I never shared it. I never shared what was going on inside my head. I just showed up trying to be exactly what I thought she wanted me to be. I was adapting. I was the chameleon. I wanted to show her that I was her perfect partner. The only problem with that is I wasn't showing her who I was. I wasn't showing her my truly authentic self. The only person I was showing her was the person I thought she wanted to see. So I was fake. Back then I felt real. I felt authentic. I felt like this is who I needed to be because this is who I was. But I really wasn't that person because I repressed a lot of things. I repressed a lot of thoughts and emotions I just never shared those things with her because I never wanted her to see a bad side of me. And so I believe that's what led to, do you still love me? Because I thought I was showing her love all the time, but she wasn't seeing it. She wasn't feeling it. And she had to ask that question. And I never got it at that time. I never got it because we ended up breaking up a few years later, but it was very difficult because she couldn't tell, and again, this is my interpretation of what happened. She couldn't tell where I was. She couldn't tell what was wrong in the relationship, and she couldn't tell why she was falling out of love with me. And maybe she could. Maybe I'm wrong about all of this, but I actually have talked to her since, and uh, she did read my article, The Healing Journey of the Emotional Abuser, and uh, I have that article at theoverwhelmedbrain.com. I wrote that article, and 
Some of my history with her was mentioned in there. I didn't say her name or anything like that, but she recognized it. And she wrote to me and she said, oh my God, thank you so much for this article. Thank you so much for writing this. She was so happy that I wrote that. And at first I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm honored that you said that, but I don't understand. And I had to reread it, you know, cause I'm a, a different person now. I, I've totally changed over the years. So I, I wasn't really sure what she was connecting with, but as I reread it, I have a feeling that maybe uh, I was able to articulate some of the things that she was feeling that she couldn't even explain. Or maybe she did know what was going on inside her head, but she couldn't convey it to me in a way that I understood. And so it was either a, I'm so glad you wrote this article because you finally, finally understand what I went through. And, or I'm so glad you wrote this article because you uh, put words to the way I was feeling back then. So that's the person I was back then. I wasn't my truly authentic self. I was hurtful and critical and judgmental and I feel really awful for being those things, but I put it out into the world because I have gone through a lot of changes and I want to help others go through changes if they're dealing with this or know what to look for, how to identify the signs of emotionally abusive behavior so they don't stay in a relationship that uh, is hurting them or they can change or transform that relationship by having different conversations and different responses to the kinds of behaviors that are harmful. So this is why I'm asking this person who wrote, look at your relationship before this thing started, before she started becoming what you call obsessive about losing weight and such. What was happening before that? Was she trying to seek your attention? Was she asking questions like, do you still love me? Are you uh, still happy with me? Was she insecure at all? At least in your perception, was she insecure about that stuff? And also, how do you think you've shown up? Like I was asking you earlier, have you shown up in a loving, supportive way? Have you shown her that no matter what she does with her life, that you support that? Have you shown her that? Or do you find yourself critical and judgmental about other things that she's, she's done? Has she tried to be impressive toward you and you've ignored her? Has she tried to make time for you, put dinner on the table and you sit there at the remote control watching the game. Has she done certain things that you've ignored and now she's trying something else to get your attention? And again, this may not be about you at all. Maybe something else is going on with her. Maybe she finally realized how awful her parents were, you know, that they raised her in a way to always think about her physical appearance. That's the kind of stuff that kind of rolls around in our head until we're old enough to process it. And sometimes we can't process it. Sometimes we feel like we have to change our whole life because of what we grew up with and how we were told to perceive ourselves and how our parents perceived us. Because how our parents or our caretakers perceived us when we were growing up, that's what contributes to our self-worth. And then as we grow up, that self-worth grows into self-esteem. How do we feel about ourselves? And then um, there's a point where if we get a low self-esteem and a low sense of self-worth, we might want to make a huge change. So where do you think this, and uh, this is a guess, but if she feels a low sense of self-worth or a low sense of self-esteem, where do you think that comes from? And be honest, 
do you think it comes from you? Do you think that you have been supportive or do you think that you've tried to play down things or tried to convince her not to do certain things or maybe she doesn't feel like um, you're looking at her like you used to? I mean, that happens. We get used to people. We take advantage of their presence in our lives. I like to think that every day is special. Not every day is treated as special, but I like to think that, wow, uh, this person in my life is still with me. That's amazing. (laughs) So special. I am so grateful this person is in my life. I mean, I don't walk around every minute of every day thinking I'm so in love. No, because we settle into a routine. We settle into being around others. Whether you're in a relationship or not, we settle into routines. And when you're in a relationship, that's what happens a lot is that we can settle into the routine of being with the person we care about. We're, we're not constantly thinking that um, they're going to leave us, hopefully not. We're not constantly thinking that uh, this situation is unsafe or this situation is volatile because they may find someone else. Hopefully, in a healthy relationship, you think, hey, everything's fine, so there's really nothing to think about or worry about. The problem with that is, if we settle too much into routine, We forget that um, somebody else might want to hear those words and might want to feel those feelings that they felt long ago, like when the relationship first started, feeling worthy of love and feeling attractive and feeling the importance of somebody wanting to spend time with you. Those feelings, if, if we let those disappear or disintegrate over time in the relationship, Things like this could happen. And I'm not saying that this is why. I'm not saying that at all. There could be, again, a number of reasons that she has decided to do these things. But no matter what the reason, if you tell her, if this is what you want, I support you 100%, what do you think is going to happen? If I told you this, no matter what you were doing with your life, and you thought that um, somebody else might judge you for it, but I came along and said, hey, no matter what you do, you're my friend, and I support you 100%. How does that make you feel? Because if somebody says that to me, I would think that's the person I want to be with. That's the person I want to be around. That's the person that I want in my life. Because they aren't questioning me, they aren't judging me, they aren't criticizing me, and they trust me to make decisions that are right for me. She might be obsessive. She might be going overboard, but she's going to learn that on her own. And if we trust someone to learn that on their own, what ends up happening is they look at us as someone who trusted them. That doesn't mean we let someone walk toward the cliff and fall off of it. But I don't see that happening here. It it just sounds like she's doing what she can to lose weight or get in shape. And unless there is a danger involved, And I don't mean a danger to you, like you're not attracted to her anymore. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about an actual physical danger. I mean, if she was purging, you know what I mean? If she was doing something like that, that might be something you'd have to intervene. But from your description, it doesn't sound like that's happening. I hope it's not. But if that's not happening, if, if this is just someone obsessing about doing what they want to do for themselves, then support, 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 support. Now I know what you're saying, but I don't like it. I can't support it because she's obsessing 
But here's what happens. When you resist someone's decision to do what they want, and they are adamant about doing what they want, and they're even obsessive about wanting to do what they want to do, what ends up happening is when you resist it, it can go one of two ways. They can stop and resent you, or it will amplify. If you resist and you say things and you give her that look, she's either going to stop and resent you. Fine, I'll just stop. And then she resents you because she really wanted to lose weight. She really wanted to look better in her eyes. She, she wanted to look in the mirror and think, wow, look at that sexy person looking back or whatever her reason is. But since you have a problem with it, I'll stop. And um, even though I want to do that, you have a problem with it. So I'll appease you. That will absolutely build resentment. And so she could do that or she could resist you and amplify what she's doing and even become obsessive and more aggressive and do everything she can because damn it, no one's going to tell me what to do. I'm not saying that these are the only two scenarios or by resisting, it means she's upset with you. I'm just saying this can and does happen. What you resist will typically persist and amplify. And if it doesn't, the person will become resentful because now they know you're upset and they want to do something for themselves, but you won't let them do it. So fine, I'll stop and then I'll just be miserable and you can be happy that I stopped, but I'll be miserable. And that's not a great relationship. It's not a fun relationship. It's not a balanced relationship and it doesn't feel like a loving, supportive relationship. So remember your resistance could be also contributing to this. And I'm not even saying that this is a problem. This could be something that she loves doing and is wonderful and she feels really good in herself about. But I am, let me give you some warning here. <laughs> I'll give you a little warning. The people who support her, the people who support her doing this are going to be the people that she wants to hang around more. What does that mean? That means if she has friends in other places that say, oh my God, you're looking great keep going. And then she comes home and you're saying, why are you doing this to yourself? You're obsessive. This is ridiculous. Who do you think she's going to want to hang around with? I just want you to keep that in mind. And I'm not saying that you have to change your opinion about all this. Actually, you can absolutely feel the way you do. But here's another thing. When you feel this way, when you have an objection about someone's behavior, because it affects you, because you find her too obsessive and you don't like it, what I would recommend you do is tell yourself, if I have a problem with her, that's my problem, not hers. This is what I teach in my Healed Being program. If you have a problem with somebody, make it your problem, not theirs. Because by doing that, you stop criticizing. You stop giving that stare, that look. You stop saying things that you shouldn't be saying to someone that you love and support. And then you start taking responsibility for what you want in your life. If you take responsibility for what you want in your life right now, and you look at her and you tell yourself, well, I don't want somebody who's obsessed about losing weight. Well, then what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do for you to make yourself feel better or maybe even get away from somebody who's doing this? Maybe you don't want that person in your life. I have a feeling your answer is going to be, of course I want this person in my life. Well, if you do, that's why I'm telling you 
you have to say, whatever you do, I support it because I love you and I want to see you happy. I want to see you on top of the world. And if this is what gets you there, I want to be a part of it because I love you and I want you to succeed and I want you to feel good about yourself and in yourself. You know what else not resisting also does is it allows the other person to think for themselves without your influence. You want people that you care about to be able to think for themselves without your influence. Because if you resist, your resistance is going to be in her mind. Every thought that she has about what she's doing is going to include your words. And if she has any resistance to your words, we go back to amplify and persist or stop and resent. And we don't want either one of those. We don't want either one of those because it's not necessarily her making these decisions. It's her with your thoughts in her head making these decisions. And we're always better off when the people we love make decisions on their own without our influence, good or bad. We're, we're better off when somebody makes a decision, a big decision for their life on their own, unless they ask. If, if she asks you, do you think I'm obsessing about this? Then lovingly, you can say, it seems that you're obsessing about it. But again, you come back to loving and supporting. What are the loving and supporting words you can say? It seems like you're obsessing about this, but if you're liking it, if you're digging it, then I dig it. This is what I want for you. I want you to like what you're doing. I want you to love how you feel. If that's what you want, that's what I want because I love seeing you happy. But if they don't ask and they really want to do this thing and no matter what you do or say, they don't want to stop, what are you going to do? So if you resist, what ends up happening is their thoughts get intermingled with your thoughts. Your thoughts are, uh, or your words are rolling around their brain and that can cause issues. That, that can create a, a bad cocktail of thoughts and feelings inside of them, especially if there are any negative associations. Like, he never supports me. So imagine that rolling around in her brain instead of her own thoughts. Because what we need to do is trust that the person will come to their own conclusion. And this is where I'm going with this, is that we need to trust someone to come to their own conclusion so that we don't involve ourselves in their resistance. We don't involve ourselves in their resentment. And the way to do that is to support their path to happiness, support the decisions they make to be happy, support what we may not like, but they seem to love. That's difficult. It is very difficult to love someone and support someone when we see them doing things that we don't want them to do. Again, I'm not talking about dangerous things. If they're doing big time drugs and it's very dangerous and they're ending up in an alley, I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the normal everyday things that people do for themselves. And can we get on board and show them that no matter what they do, we love them and support them and they'll figure it out if it's good or bad for them in the long run, because we trust them to make that decision. If you can say, I trust you to make whatever decision that you need to make for you. And if they ever want to ask you a question, of course, be honest. You can be honest, but do so with the foundation of love and support for the person 
that you really should be showing love and support for. So to the person who wrote your question, how do I tell her to stop obsessing about this crap? I would stay away from that comment as far as I could, because what you're going to get is what I've already talked about. You're going to slowly disintegrate the relationship and she will likely gravitate toward the people that support her most and feel good about what she's doing because they make her feel good about what she's doing. Or she'll stop and resent you and maybe not even show that she resents you, but she'll carry it around inside of her and try to be happy, but maybe doesn't feel as happy as she could be because she has these feelings inside of her and she didn't process them. She didn't talk to you about them. She just stopped because that's what you wanted. And sometimes what we want for someone isn't what they want for themselves. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that maybe she is becoming obsessive about it, but there's always a reason we obsess about something. And I hope you've had that conversation with her. You could have, I wouldn't say obsessive with her, but I would ask the question, wow, you're really on this kick. What's going on? Are, are you um, trying to lose weight? Are you trying to get in shape? I mean, I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm throwing that in there because I'm supporting her. I think it's great. If you love what you're doing, I love what you're doing. I, you know, you don't need to change for me. <laughs> I might say that. You don't need to do this for me. And she might give you the reply. She might tell you why she's doing this. She might be happy to share this with you, but hasn't been able to because of how you feel about it. Imagine if you could have that conversation. Imagine if she told you why she's doing this and it really made her feel good. And then you could celebrate in that feeling with her. Well, honey, if that's what you want, that's what I want for you. I love you. And if this is what you want, I am all for it. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. <laughs> you might say something like that. That's loving and supportive. I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, thanks for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank our patrons this week. These are the financial backers of the show. Angel, Crystal, Larry, Michelle. Recognize all these names. Thank you so much. I am grateful for your support. If you value the show and you want to give back like these patrons have, head over to moretob.com and there are options to do that over there. Thank you so much, patrons. Very grateful for you. And for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, listen to my other podcast called Love and Abuse over at loveandabuse.com. And if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, join the program that is helping a lot of people heal over at healedbeing.com. It'll change your life if you're in that situation. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. For my final thoughts, yeah, there are things that um, my partner does that I might not like. There are things that other people do that I might not want them to do. But I always come back to, if I have a problem with that, it's my problem. I have to deal with it. It's my reaction. It's my trigger if I'm emotionally triggered. It's basically up to me if I'm going to accept them as they want to be or reject them. It's one of the four choices that I like to at least apply to my own life and tell others about. The four choices are accept and stay, accept and leave, reject and stay, reject and leave. Accept and stay means I'm going to accept them as they are and accept their decisions 
and I'm going to stay. And if I stay, that means I can't complain about it. In fact, that means I need to be supportive of it. Maybe not like, you know, rah, rah, <laughs> go for it, but at least not complain about it and support the path they're on because that's what they want to do. That That is acceptance. I am accepting this as part of what they're doing. I'm accepting this in my life because I'm taking responsibility for myself and my thoughts and my behaviors. I am accepting that this is now a part of my life. So that's it. So be it. That's accept and stay. Accept, I'm accepting and sticking around. Now, I can also accept and leave. That means I don't accept that behavior. So what I'm going to do is leave the situation. That's pretty extreme, but if I can't accept somebody for who they are, am I going to stay and complain and give them a hard time and make life miserable for both of us, or am I going to leave? So accept and leave is basically telling myself, okay, I accept who they are, I accept what they do, but I don't want it in my life, so I'm going to leave. Do I physically leave? Do I actually leave? You know, that comes at the time I have to make that decision. I'll have the conversation with them. Hey, look, you know, you're really obsessive and I don't know if I can handle this. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say that, but <laughs> I would talk about it. I would want to have a conversation before I left. And yes, leaving is extreme. It's like, why, why would you just leave? Because I don't want to stay and make their life miserable. I don't want to stay and make my life miserable. And if I can't accept somebody for who they are, if I can't accept them as they are, then I don't want them to be exposed to me not being accepting. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to accept that they're not going to change and leave. That's number two. <laughs> number three is reject and stay. This is pretty much rejecting what they're doing. You can't accept it, so you're going to reject it. And you're going to stay, which means you're going to continue rejecting. You're going to continue complaining about it. You're going to continue giving them that look and saying those words, trying to make them feel bad or guilty. You're rejecting their decisions that they're doing for themselves. And you are sticking around to make sure that they hear all about it. If that's not the worst case scenario, I don't know what is. But this is what happens in a lot of relationships. We reject someone else's behavior and then we stick around to make sure that they know that we're upset with them. Well, am I supposed to leave? No, I'm not telling you to leave, but you can choose to accept it. And then hopefully they'll figure things out or maybe you see that they're very happy doing what they're doing and because they're happier they want to spend more time with you because you're so supportive and maybe they'll change their mind and change what they're doing or maybe it'll happen even more and because it happens more they're even happier whatever they're doing they're doing more of that but since they're happier and they feel more supported by you they want to be with you more they want to talk to you more they want to open up to you more that's a nice place to be that's accepting and staying but when you reject and stay, you're basically saying, I'm going to stay. I don't like what you're doing. I will never like it. And I will constantly remind you about it. And again, you'll both be miserable. And the fourth one is reject and leave. That's when you say, I can't accept this behavior in my life. I can't accept what you're doing. I mean, you may not even have to tell that to them, but you're telling this to yourself. I can't accept what they're doing. So I'm going to leave. 
because I really don't want to subject them to my complaints, to all the negativity that I will definitely have about this. I'll have a lot of negative comments. So I'm, I don't want to make their life miserable because maybe I care enough about them that I don't want to expose them to my negativity. So I'm going to leave. Or maybe I just can't stand it. I don't want to be around them. I can't stand it. So I'm going to leave because if I stay, it'll just be worse for both of us. Again, leaving is extreme. I think you should have a conversation about it. But in the end, I think that's important to come to one of these decisions, one of these choices. Accept and stay. Accept and leave. Reject and stay or reject and leave. And if you can't come to one of those decisions, if you can't choose one path, then you're going to be stuck in a rut and you're not going to know how to get out of it. That's why one of the four choices I believe is the best course of action. This is exactly what I did when I was judgmental toward my wife when I was married. I said, I'm either going to accept this and stay, you know, behavior that she was doing that I was very judgmental about or accept this and leave. You know, I did all the four choices and I said, you know what? I can't accept this. I'm going to reject this, but I wanted to stay. (laughs) And so I, I had to use this logic. If I reject this and I stay, I'm going to make her miserable. And so I fought with myself. I, I can't accept this though, but I want to stay. I want to stay and I want to be married to this person. I want to stay married to this person. I don't want to leave. So this fight ensued <laughs> inside my mind. I can't accept it. So I finally said, well, if you can't accept it, then you should leave. Is what I told myself. You should leave because if you can't accept it, you shouldn't be here. And that's when I reconciled with my thoughts and I realized, wait a minute, why don't I just accept it? Why don't I just allow it to be a part of her and a part of us? Why don't I just accept her behaviors? And there was way more to that, a lot more reflection, a lot more thoughts and healing that I needed to do because I was so judgmental. But I did come to that that conclusion. I need to accept if I'm going to stay. I need to accept so I can stay. And I chose to accept. And that meant that if I didn't like it, that's my problem, not hers. And if it's my problem, what am I going to do about it? Because I can't put it on her because here I am choosing to accept, which means I can't complain. I can't give her the look. I can't make her think that I'm upset. I'm actually choosing to accept what I couldn't accept before. I'm actually choosing to accept her for who she is and what she wants to do with her life because she is an individual with individual thoughts and a whole lifetime behind her and a whole lifetime ahead of her. And I don't want to be the person that ruins anything for her. I don't want to be the person that looks at somebody and says, you're not good enough. I want to be someone who looks at another person and says, whatever you do is okay with me because I love you. And I trust you. And if that makes you happy, that's what I want for you. Just my thoughts. I've been in a great relationship for the last almost 10 years now. (laughs) And this is what I remind myself whenever I feel like I'm looking at her, my current partner, my fiance, and I think, oh, why is she doing that? And I have to ask myself, well, wait, do you want her to be happy? And then I reply, well, of course I do. I I want her to be happy. 
well, then you need to accept this. You need to accept that this is what, what she's doing and what she wants to do. And you're either going to be okay with it or not. And if you're not going to be okay with it, don't make it her problem. <laughs> and I bring it back to myself, but that rarely happens. Honestly, that rarely happens because I have chosen a long time ago to say, I love her and I'm going to support her no matter what she wants to do, because I have to trust that what she's doing is not only in her best interest, but she also considers my best interest too. And I believe that's what she's doing. I trust that that's what she does. That's how she thinks. Because I think that's how she thinks about me too. And when you trust somebody to that level, then you can say, hey, you can do anything you want. And they will do things that are in your best interest and the highest interest of the relationship. And so far that's been working. <laughs> and I believe in it. So I'm going to continue following it. And that's just something I'm going to offer out there in case it helps you too. I appreciate you listening. Always keep an open mind. That's how you step into your power so that you can create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you. You are amazing. Amazing.